Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. Your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 15. Praise God. While we were out of town, um, Chanel was baptized in the name of Jesus, and I thank the Lord for that. Amen. We were rejoicing with her, and it's good to meet her today, and thank the Lord for that. And uh, we uh, were grateful for what God is doing. Amen. Book of Matthew, chapter 15, verse 21 and verse 22. I'm just going to read two verses at this point. I know the story covers more than that. But I'm going to read these two scriptures first. And it says, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. Everybody say, Tyre and Sidon. Sidon. It has a significance here in just a moment. Verse 22, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David, My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. That is actually uh, even real today, that people could be vexed with the devil. I talked to uh, a customer um, that worked at the mental institution, and he did talk about that there were people in there just very frail, that could actually, uh, uh, that five men, strong men, couldn't hold them down, and they were possessed. It is a real thing. It's not anything we, we go looking for, but it is a real thing. There are spirits that attack people, uh, but the power of God is so much stronger. Amen. So what I want to preach to you today on is this subject, miracle I don't deserve miracle I don't deserve. Amen. God bless you. Turn and shake hands with somebody near you, a couple of people, and then you may be seated. Amen. Another misconception of of salvation, a misconception of of course, repentance, asking God to forgive you of your sins and turning around, walking a different direction. Sometimes that's misinterpreted. Uh, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, sometimes that's misinterpreted. and The understanding is misinterpreted, but there's power in that. I have baptized people and they come up out of the water and the power of God, just the feeling of cleansing and victory. Um, and then there's also the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence speaking of tongues. That's another thing that sometimes people are afraid of. Um, I didn't understand it when I first received it. Uh, but when I received it, I just threw myself into the arms of God and started praying and asking the Lord for 
for his spirit. And when I received it, then all of a sudden I understood all about it and all those fears just went away because it was the most glorious experience I ever had in my life when I received the Holy Ghost and began to speak in another tongue. And of course, uh, salvation ties in with uh, the example Jesus gave uh, in the Bible where it says that he, he, was, uh, he died on the cross. It's the same as like repentance, dying to ourself. Uh, he was buried in a tomb like baptism. The Bible says we are buried with him in baptism. So we're taking on that example. And then also the infilling of the Holy Ghost is a powerful resurrection uh, power that comes upon us when we when the Lord uh, was resurrected up out of the tomb. If He hadn't resurrected, He'd be a, He'd be a, a dead God in a tomb. We just give a memorial to Him. But He came out of the grave and He came to look back forth to life on the third day. The Bible says, and that is the example of the Holy Ghost. So it's nothing to fear. The Holy Ghost is nothing to fear. It was the greatest experience I've ever received, and I know there's testimonies here today of others that have received the Holy Ghost. And it is a beautiful experience when you, when you experience it. But there are miracles that, that I don't deserve and that you don't deserve. Miracles that God wants to pour out upon us that we just don't deserve. Um, let me ask the question, and you don't have to raise your hand uh, I just want you to think about this, but I'm going to ask a question. How many feel that you don't deserve something from God? Probably all of us. We don't necessarily feel that we deserve something from God. Uh, maybe because of our past, maybe because of what we're dealing with right now, maybe because of mistakes we've made. I mean, it piles on us. When we don't feel like we deserve something, we, we, get, we get put in a place where we just kind of shut God down. Since we don't feel like we deserve it, then God can't give it to us. Uh, but many things in life we feel that we don't deserve. And uh, I was kind of running over with this and, and I talked to my wife today. And, and uh, what, what things do we feel like that we just don't deserve? And why do we feel like we don't deserve certain things? Um, I, I know we were talking about it, that sometimes we don't feel like we deserve a second chance. Uh, I can go further than that, or a third chance, or a fourth chance. We don't feel like we deserve that, that miracle. Um, you know, it, but when, when we put God in a box like like thinking that, okay, God is, thinks just like humans think, well, then that, if that's the case, there's a lot of people in this world won't give us a second chance, definitely won't give us a third chance or a fourth chance or a fifth chance or tenth chance or twentieth chance. They won't even give us a second chance. They just write us off. But yet God is not like human beings. He is God. He, the Bible says his ways are far above our ways, in other words, the human way. His ways are far above us. But, okay, since we don't feel like we deserve a second chance because maybe we messed up on the first chance or we don't deserve a third chance or a fourth chance, and then why did Jesus say in the book of Matthew 18, 22, he said, forgive 70 times 7? Well, first of all, he said, not 7. Seven's a lot of time to forgive somebody that's done something wrong to you, uh, can I get a witness here today? 
But the Lord goes far beyond that. I mean, seven to a human being is a whole lot. But, okay, let's go to what Jesus said. I, it's not seven. It's 70 times seven. Can someone do the math real quick? Mathematicians? How much? 490 times to forgive somebody? And if God asks us to forgive that many times then how much more will the Lord forgive us? And we don't feel like we deserve forgiveness from the Lord, so then we get that settled in our mind that we don't deserve it, so then we just write it off. And we, we, we tend, when we feel like we don't deserve it, we tend to stop following God. We tend to stop uh, pursuing God because we put God in a place that I feel like I don't deserve it, so I don't think God is, is going to give me anything because I've messed up, I've failed. Let me ask the question, don't raise your hand. How many has never, well, let me, let me, let me say raise your hand if you've never failed in life. Let's see a, a show of hands. Up. Ah, I know you're joking there. We've all failed all failed at some point or another. If that's the case and we think that God's not, we're not deserving of his miracles and his salvation, then we're all lost. What's the purpose of having church? What's the purpose of worshiping God? What's the purpose of living for God? But God goes far and beyond what the human mind thinks. We think seven's a whole lot, and I don't even know if we could get to the point of forgiving seven times but he goes to 70 times 7, which shows to us that he's going to even go far beyond that. Amen. What, 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 how many things in life do we feel like that we don't deserve? Sometimes we don't feel like uh, we deserve certain things. Uh, good if we've done something bad. We don't deserve anything good. You know what I'm talking about? I know we've thought this. I know we've felt this. We just feel like we don't deserve anything good if we've done something bad. Uh, we don't feel like we deserve abundance in our life. Uh, many, many lives today, as we were in Haiti, we, we were uh, doing mission work, and, sister, and brother and sister Sheets were there, and, and, and they didn't have abundance. They could get into that mindset that because every day they had to go to the market on the street to buy their food, and the next day they'd have to go again to get food. They might even have to go for every meal uh, if they could afford it, but they might have had this mindset that I don't deserve abundance. That's not even true. They sure were able to find repentance and baptism, filling of the Holy Ghost. We've seen a lot of people in Haiti filled with the Holy Ghost and, and baptized and, and giving their life to the Lord, but they, they might get this mindset that they don't, are, are not deserving of abundance. They might not feel, or we might not even feel that we're de deserving of forgiveness or salvation or happiness or peace or joy or even being filled with the Holy Ghost. But I want to say this here today, that God has offered it to all of us. God doesn't think like we think. God doesn't do things like we do it. God is so much greater, God so much higher, so much more merciful, so much more gracious, so much more glorious, and His 
thinking is far above our thinking. God said that I want to give you the promise of the Holy Ghost. He can give it to you here today and it will be the greatest experience that you've ever experienced. And I tell you what will happen if you receive the Holy Ghost with, as the Bible says with the evidence of speaking in other tongues you're going to look at everybody and say why didn't I get this a long time ago because it's the greatest experience I've ever received. You know how I know that? Because I did that. I wish I got it a long time ago. I kept pushing it off because I didn't think I would get it. But there's power in the Spirit of the Lord. But here in this story uh, was a woman of Canaan. And Jesus uh, went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. Remember I said for us to say Tyre and Sidon because there's, there's important scriptures that tie in with this. Verse 22, and behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, have mercy on me. She was crying out to Jesus, have mercy on me. O Lord, thou son of David, my, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And you know what Jesus did? He had the audacity to not even answer her. Isn't that rude? That seems so rude of the Lord to do that. The Bible says in verse 23, but he answered her not a word. You know, I get upset when I'm speaking to somebody and they don't even acknowledge that I'm speaking. I just, uh, I get upset. I get upset if, if, if I'm speaking something I feel is important, but they just kind of ignore me and go on. And I know sometimes uh, us elders get locked in to, to our thinking and we we got our mind is preoccupied on something. I remember many times in my, my pastor, we laugh about it today, but he could stand there and he could be looking at you and you're talking to him and then all of a sudden he just turns and walks off while you're in the middle of a conversation. And the reason is because he had his mind on something else. And he was the type that had to get it done right now. And we laugh about that today. But yet there's times that... that you know, if someone doesn't answer, you know, we have a hard time with that. But Jesus, she, 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 she cried unto him. It wasn't quiet. She cried unto him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. That's hard to take. But she didn't stop there. She knew that there was a miracle for her that she didn't deserve, but she knew she had to get over some obstacles to get to it. And that's the thing about uh, uh, trying to find God. There's some things you've got to get past and obstacles and to get to the Lord, to get the miracle that God wants to give you. We don't deserve it, but we've got to go past the, uh, our own thinking. We've got to go past our, our own past history we got to get past these things and, and this this hurt and pain and struggle because we've got to find that miracle that we don't even deserve because God is willing to give it to us goes on and he said he didn't answer the Bible says he didn't answer a word and his disciples came and besought him saying send her away for she crieth after us she was trying to call out to the disciples Two, and they were getting weary with this. Send her away. Verse 24, but he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him saying, now notice here, 
The first obstacle she had to go across, he didn't even answer her. The second obstacle, he was talking to the disciples that he, of his mission. Uh, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The second obstacle she had to get past. Also feeling that she, in her heart and mind, that she didn't deserve it anyway. She knew who Jesus was. She knew who she was. But there's obstacles she had to get past. But the Bible says, then, then came she after he spoke this to her and, and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Now, the prayer request that she had of the Lord is, touch my daughter. She's vexed with the spirit of the devil. And now she's worshiping the Lord and she is saying to the Lord, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. And she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, Great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. You see, how many in our lives, how many of us feel like we don't deserve anything from God? And we get that mindset and then we don't get anything from God because we don't pursue God. You see, when the woman came, uh, she had heard, she had heard of the miracles of Jesus she lived in an area between Tyre and Sidon. And she had heard of the miracles because it says in the book of Mark chapter 3 verse 8 and from Jerusalem and from Idumea and from beyond Jordan and they were about Tyre and Sidon, the same area she lived in. A great multitude when they had heard what great things he did came unto him. She knew what Jesus could do. She heard about the miracles. She heard about the testimonies. And she knew that there were miracles within the voice and the hands of Jesus. Faith cometh by hearing, by the way. Also in the book of Luke, it talks about Tyre and Sidon, the very area she lived in. Uh, Luke 6, 17 through 19. And he came down with them and stood in the plain in the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, right there where she lived, which came to, to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed and the whole multitude sought to touch him for there went a virtue out of him and healed them all. So she heard about the miracles of Jesus. I know that if we heard that Jesus was walking here upon this earth, we'd probably uh, uh, drop everything and run to see because there's miracles. People are moved by testimonies. People are moved by miracles. Uh, if the blind gets their sight back, we're moved by that. Uh, if, if someone's deaf and, or, or lame and they're healed, we, we are moved by that. It moves us. Uh, we're excited about it. But here she was knowing she didn't deserve a miracle because she was a Gentile and Jesus was an Israelite uh, and they looked at them as dogs. It was a sad day that they looked at them in that way, but she knew she didn't deserve it, but she had heard of the testimonies of a miracle, and she wanted to get her miracle also. She knew she was undeserving. She had heard of the miracles of Jesus. She knew that she didn't deserve it before coming to Jesus to talk to him. 
She knew Jesus was an Israelite. She knew she was a Gentile. She knew that they considered her a dog. She knew that she didn't deserve her miracle, but she wanted it. Everything was stacked against her in this moment. The heaviness, the weights, her religion, her origin, her nature, her culture, her nationality, all considered a disadvantage in her life. And she is what it looks like to be dead in trespasses and sin, as the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 1 through 4. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein time passed you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we are all had our conversation in time past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, she had a need, she needed a miracle, and she knew that Jesus was an Israelite, and she knew that she was a Gentile. She knew she was not deserving of it, but she pursued it anyway because she had the thought that the scripture of Ephesians chapter 2 says, but God, but God overrides it all. There was none to save her daughter. We all were in the same disadvantage ourselves, but God and his mercy can forgive you and wipe these things. And it doesn't matter what everybody else has presented as a testimony of what God is and church is. But I know one thing, once you really tap into the power and glory of God, it's like you have never experienced before. It's something that you, you never even realized could happen to you. Uh, amen. It is a glorious experience. I tell you what it did for me. I didn't feel like I deserved repentance and forgiveness. I didn't feel like I deserved my sins washed away in a watery grave. I didn't feel like I deserved to receive the Holy Ghost, but when I dove all in and said, but God, I know you're going to take care of me and you're going to forgive me and you're going to wash me because I know I don't deserve this miracle, but I'm going to go beyond that and I'm going to realize, but God, I need God. Amen. And he answered her, not a word, the Bible says. And when she brought uh, her need to him. You see, in the realm, you got to think about this, in the realm of faith, resistance comes in the realm of faith. When you try to have faith, you got to overcome some things. you got to step over some things. You're going to have resistance. You're going to have obstacles. You cannot let the obstacles get to the point where it keeps you from getting your miracle. Amen. You cannot allow those things to keep you from getting your forgiveness and salvation. You're going to have a lot of obstacles. You're going to have a lot of voices that say, you don't, church is nothing. God means nothing. Nothing. Uh, amen. There's a lot of people out there that say they're atheists, but they're just wandering around trying to find their way. Uh, uh, they, they, deep down inside, if you were able to get down inside, somewhere along the line, someone's hurt them. Someone's walked away from them. Someone's uh, destroyed them. Someone has, has given them a wrong impression of God. We're, we were all at that disadvantage. 
Even Jesus didn't answer a word. But in the realm of faith, resistance should reveal in us persistence. Persistence. Because when I come up with a, a, a place of faith and trying to find my miracle, I've got to step over and around a lot of obstacles, and sometimes I've got to bust through some resistance. Yes, to get where you need to be in God, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take some commitment. To, it's going to take a desire to lay down my sins and get rid of them. And you might feel like I can't overcome sin. No, you can't, but with the help of God, you can. Amen. It's not all about us. I can only do so much. You can only do so much, but we will lay it at the feet of Jesus and we feel the power of His glory and His Spirit begin to lift us up and you receive the glory of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm telling it is a power that gives you strength to overcome. Does it make you perfect? No. But I tell you what, it gives you power to overcome. Amen. Amen. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. But Jesus answered not a word. But she had to climb over that obstacle. And she got to a point where that resistance began to reveal persistence in her life. And she began to say in her heart and mind, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to back down. I'm going to keep on knocking on the door till I get my miracle. I'm going to keep on pressing. I know I don't deserve my miracle, but I'm going to keep on calling out to God. Until I get it. Jesus said, again, I, he said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of Israel, of the house of Israel. He was, he was saying his, his mission to be here. Another obstacle she had to get past. Is it possible that your persistent faith would change God's course to give you your miracle? I believe it is. How many times have you had to keep on knocking on the door until you've seen the miracle come? Oh, we've all been there. How many times you had to keep on knocking, keep on knocking? I, I've mentioned this before, but I know in my, uh, my work of heating and air conditioning, sometimes I knock on doors, and I can hear them running all over through the house. I know they're there. And you know what I do? I just keep on knocking and keep knocking and keep knocking because I'm not going to come back later. I'm going to keep on knocking on that door because I know they're going to... They're, they're there somewhere in the house. And until finally they get so tired of hearing me knock. <laughs> and they come to the door. Because I know they're in there. <laughs> you, you, you can hear them walking around the house. They might be walking really light and easy. But you can hear the boards creaking. And you can hear things happening in the house. I know they're there. But when I, when I get persistent, it gets to the point where I i got to go to the door, or he's not going to stop knocking. You're right. And I'm saying, if you want air conditioning, you better open this door. Or if you want heat, you better open this door. How bad do you want it? How bad do I want to get it taken care of? Because I don't want to have to come back again. But a little bit of persistence. Is it possible that your persistent faith is going to change the course of God from not deserving a miracle to here it is, it's all yours. Obstacles she had to come across. And then she got to the point where I've got to get even more desperate. Then she came and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. Notice here, she came with a need for her daughter to be delivered from this devil. But you know, now she's getting really engulfed in this. It's not just her that I, that I need a miracle for, it's me also. 
She couldn't change how she was born as a Gentile, but she could change the fervency of her faith. She could change that feeling that, hey, I'm not deserving of this, but I'm going to rise above it and I'm going to change my fervency of faith in God. And she began to worship the Lord and saying, Lord, help me. James 5.16, the latter part of that verse was quoted today, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much with God. She worshiped Jesus. Notice she did not pray, Lord, help my daughter, but Lord, help me. She took the weight of the need and the miracle upon herself, and she requested for help for this great miracle that she didn't deserve. This is a true intercessor to take the weight of that struggle of her daughter upon herself and pray for that miracle to come. You see, the resistance from Jesus every step of the way in this story had the effect of inviting a greater faith from this woman than she had when she first came. She had faith or she wouldn't have came in the first place. But when she got to the point of overcoming the resistance with, with determination and, and a desire to see it happen, she had a forming of great faith in her life. The Bible says in verse 26, Jesus answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. And her response to that, another overcoming the resistance, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. She was not wanting the children's uh, food. She just wanted the crumbs from the master's table because she knew how powerful those things were. She admitted her low reputation but was persistent. Amen. Undeserving of the miracle, but I'm not going to give up now. I'm going to keep on moving forward until I get my request from you. I want more, I want more of you, God. I want healing. I want deliverance. But most importantly, I want salvation. I want salvation in my life. That's more than I have now is just the crumbs. It's more than I have now. She wasn't asking for the, for the portion that belongs to the children, just the crumbs that they don't want. She was recognizing that I am not deserving this miracle. But I'm going to overcome this resistance with persistence. And like Jacob said when he was wrestling with the angel, I will not let thee go until they bless me. Hmm. Sometimes it's a fight. But when you get through the fight and you experience the power of God's spirit and you begin to speak in another tongue, a lot of people are afraid of it. A lot of people deny it. A lot of people say there's nothing to it. But I'm here to tell you, I was the biggest denier at one point until I experienced it for myself and I became a believer because it is a supernatural power of the spirit of God that moved upon my life. Amen. And through persistence, I received my miracle that I didn't deserve because I'm not an Israelite. I'm a, I'm a Gentile. We're all Gentiles. We don't deserve it. None of us deserve the, the miracle of salvation or the miracle of healing or miracle of deliverance. But in our persistence of faith, God brings it to us. None of us deserve it. And Jesus answered and said unto her, and she said, I just want the crumbs. 
And listen to what he said, O woman, great is your faith, let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was, was healed from that very hour. That very hour. Jesus will go beyond barriers of unworthiness and feeling of not deserving to reach us. Because he loves us. And he cares about us. Persistence, determination brings our miracle. Resistance, our repentance removes the barrier of sin. And God is ready to pour out upon us that miracle that we don't deserve. That we don't deserve. <laughs> I don't deserve to be healed. But he healed me anyway. When I got persistent in my faith, I didn't deserve to be forgiven. I had sin in my life, but he forgave me because I was persistent in faith. I didn't deserve my sins to be washed away in a baptism of watery grave, but he did, and I felt the glory of God in that. I didn't deserve to be filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, but I felt the glory of God. Amen, as it come upon me. I was not deserving. Did you see, I believe Jesus. I believe Jesus as we stand here today. I believe Jesus in this story desired to heal the woman's daughter from the very start. I believe that Jesus wanted to heal her body from the very beginning when she came to him knowing of the testimonies of I know that he wanted to touch her knowing she was undeserving. But I really believe that what the Lord was doing was building a faith, of not just faith, but a great faith in her. Through all, you know, we don't understand sometimes why we have all of these obstacles. <laughs> but if we just simply trust in God, he's building not just faith he's building a great faith a great faith and in that great faith anything can happen I mentioned on Wednesday night uh, my pastor in, in one of his books had said if you add him talking about God to the impossible you get him possible Humans look at it like impossible, I'm undeserving. But when you add God, Him, to impossible, you get Him possible. There's nothing impossible with God. When we have faith that is beyond the resistance, and today God is desiring to pour upon us a miracle. How bad do you want it? What is it that you need from the Lord? It's a matter of persistence. And if you walk to this altar, you can receive the power of God's miraculous spirit moving upon your life and a miracle that you're searching for. And even if you don't feel it or experience it today, 
walk in faith and thank God for the miracle because sometimes there's obstacles you've got to walk through and walk around and walk over and deal with. But the power of faith today where we don't even deserve it, the Lord automatically is wanting to give it to us. <laughs> How bad do you want it? I'm going to open these altars today. How bad do you want that answer to prayer? How bad do you want healing in your body? How bad do you want that miracle? How bad do you want to see your family saved? How bad do you want to see your own life saved? Is it too much to come to God and give it to Him? God's calling today. Our altars are open in Jesus' name.